This episode is brought to you by MyXP. Head on over to myxp.church to schedule your free initial connect. MyXP is a ministry committed to helping solve problems for pastors. Find out more. Make MyXP your XP. No, stop. That's they, awesome. They don't have that's that. That's their new that's tagline. That's going to be it. Make MyXP your have, XP. They don't have the URL. People, get no, it. No, get people it. are going to start. They're going to go to your XP. No, 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 they're going to go there. They're going to myxp.church. But the, the tagline is make MyXP your XP. Makes no sense. Whatever. Makes no sense. It's a good idea. It's called brand. I'll talk to Tyler. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Shout out to all of our friends that like to listen to us at uh, a half speed slower so we sound like we're drunk. Wait, people do that? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, maybe it's one and a half slower. Maybe it's a, it, you, it, the only shout out is if it's like they do that as a drinking game. They listen to it at half speed. And then take a shot. This is why Tijuana Smalls says bad things about us. Okay, because you're you're advocating a drinking game. Hmm. What do you mean? You just advocated a drinking game. I'm just saying. You just you, hashtag Tijuana Smalls. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, gosh. how you feeling? I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. Long day at work, but I'm happy. Yeah, I'm man. Here. Feeling good. You feel like you're on the verge of something like the next thing, like getting stuff done. You're like, now what's next? What's God got for me next? Because like, there's always something next. It's always something next. Always yeah. something next, big, exciting. It's, a, it's an exciting you see, week. You see a bit more. There's, there's some good stuff coming up. What is coming up? Good stuff. You know what's Not this up. week. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not this week. This week got good stuff. No, you go to South Africa at the end of July, and we yep. have Legacy bigger in than the that. middle of July. Bigger than South Africa. Bigger than, bigger than, than South South Legacy. Africa. Bigger than Legacy. Well, everything's yeah. bigger than South Africa because you're booklets. Everything's but, bigger but, than But South booklets. Africa's big. Yeah, not, yeah. the booklets are actually pretty big. What are you doing there? I'm preaching. How many times? I don't know, like eleven or something. I don't there's know. not, there's not even eleven sermons worth. All right, in your all book. right. Listen, you should be nice to me. <laughs> Why? Why? Should because I be you should nice be nice, you? I'm gonna be nice to you. Why are you being nice to me? Oh, because today, it's uh. What it's, are you doing? You know what this is? Oh. I wish everyone could see you right now. What are you doing? Yeah. That's not how the kids are doing it. Uh. Uh. Why am I doing this? What's this all about, Jimmy? That's called the floss. I didn't know you knew how to floss. I'm flossing. <laughs> oh look, look at uh, Nay Nay, I'm doing the name. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. It's your birthday. Uh, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. Uh, You're like 36. <laughs> I have never yep, seen a 36-year-old with as much gray hair in my life. Yeah. You and Steve Martin. You're the only guys <laughs> that have that much gray hair at that age. You know what? I started getting gray hair when I moved here and started hanging out with you. Yeah. I started hanging out with you. It's like stress. Everything's uh-huh. just stress. Yep. Stress you, hairs. You've aged. You look like Kramer in Seinfeld when he started smoking all them cigars. I look like... Yeah, oh, well, maybe I look like Obama after his third year. You 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 look like a uh, tattoo uh, from Fantasy Island, mm. but in a wax museum. That's what you. Oh look my like. goodness! <laughs> What's wrong with you? 
So yes, happy yes, birthday! Thank happy, you, hey thank everybody. You. Hashtag Jimmy. Uh, ha- hashtag happy birthday, Fofo. Wish oh, him happy birthdays. That's very Send nice. him all kinds of no. like little cards and stuff, no, like e cards. Don't do that. Oh yeah, do, do the e cards. Don't do yep. that. Info at doctrineanddevotion.com. No. Oh my goodness, I hate that. Jimmy will have account. to clean up all them emails because they're all for him. It. I hate that email. <laughs> but definitely, definitely hit him on social media. Hit him on social media. Yeah, don't do the email. At J Fowler sixty three. You are. That's your. That's yes. your. That's at yes. J Fowler sixty three. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Did I get it right? Yep. All right. Yep. So, um, what are we? What are we talking about today? Oh, you know oh, what we're yeah. going to talk about today? Yeah, I remember now. We're going to talk about that SBC crossover event. I like just some it. initial thoughts that we have. I like. I like that they call it crossover. They went for like, like the super obvious. Like we're going to call it the crossover. So we just had the SBC. But why is it a crossover? Like, what, what does that mean? Crossover? Like, because looking at what they did, it feels like a like a cross out. Like well, a that's shutout. not nice. What? What do you mean? They're sharing the gospel. What are you doing? I'm just asking. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. All right like, so a lot of people have asked us to, asked us to do an SBC recap, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's enough recaps out there. In fact, we'll link to one, but put out by our brother Tom Askell yeah, at there's Founders. A lot, there's a lot That's a really ones. good recap. We're not going to do that. We weren't there anyways. So exactly. So that'd be weird. Couldn't be there. Who, how could you do a recap if you're not there? Oh, you could do it. No, you can't. Yeah, you can just read. Feel... You read. You know, just copy paste. Like, yeah, copy paste. Happened. Read. Just okay. Copy paste Tom Askell. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Is that what you do? You did for Experience the Trinity? I just copy and pasted um, Note to Self. Oh, I yeah. thought maybe you copy yeah. and pasted uh, uh, Driscoll's book Doctrine. No, I wouldn't do that. No. Really? Because you've got the copy right there. Yeah, of course. I got a lot. Of, I got I got Finney over there too. I got a lot of bad books over there. Anyways, yeah, trying to call me out for what? What's wrong with you for co- your copy and paste. All right. So at every SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention is a two day event. At every SBC, before and during the convention, there are teams of evangelists that are organized and they go out into the city, mm-hmm. into the suburbs. They go door to door. They go all over the place to share the gospel. Right. Okay. That's what. That's what. But why crossover. is it called crossover? Well, because they're, they're it's cross. You know, it's about Jesus, and they're going over there to talk to people. I don't know. Is that really it? Uh, something like that. I'm sure. Why don't you write them and ask, Jamie? Who cares? It's just called crossover. All right. SBC crossover. Um, SBC crisscross. Oh, is that what it is? You know what they say? Everybody jump. Okay, so um, the <laughs> the evangelistic work. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. Uh, prior to and during the SBC, okay, uh, is is a really good idea. I like yeah, I like the idea that they're proclaiming the gospel. Pre- I think we all agree with the gospel. That. We 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 need more evangelism going on there. Uh, there's there's debate about whether or not door to door is effective um, and all of that. So, but that that's not what we're getting into. Um, and there's there's debate about whether like okay it's you know, is it is it is it best to have a bunch of people that are not from the area doing this or not? Uh, that that none of that's our real concern here. No. Um, as much as we love evangelism, and as much as we love anybody doing evangelism, uh, it, it, we believe that God can use your screwed up way of doing evangelism, just like He can use our screwed up way of doing evangelism. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it perfect. No one's got it perfect. He used George Whitfield. He used John Wesley. Yep. Um, Finney. Yep. They, uh, you know, nah, he, he used did, Finney. Did not very much. He used not Finney. very much. Look it up. Google it. Finney. Google it. Don't need to. Obviously, he had Google, such an impact. Google. Obviously Finney's such- lost converts. Google that. Yeah, you know what? He had, obviously he had an impact because he got his book. I do. I yeah. do. Right next to mm. Driscoll. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so what is our general concern when we're talking about SBC crossover. And again, we're not saying yeah. it's bad. Or, no, no, no. We do I have th- a concern. And I brought it up online. Yeah. And, uh, and I got a, a little bit of pushback, not mm. much. Most people were like, they agreed, uh, because those are people that follow you, generally yeah, people that people agree, with that agree with it. Yeah, people that agree with it. But yeah. got some pushback. Uh, yeah, what's I, our concern? I think the, the, at the, 
I, I think the main concern is, or the question really is for us, uh, like, are we leading? <laughs> Wait, what? Question is for us? Yeah, go ahead. You, you said, I guess the question, I guess the question really is for us. And you did the giggle thing. I was telling you about the giggle thing the other day. Why would you do that out here? Why would you do that out here? Why would you call me out you, like that? Because you looked at me like you didn't know what I was talking about. No, I had no, no. idea. I was <laughs> okay. like, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> now you're gonna. It's like it's like when I pray all over again. Now I'm gonna be so insecure about saying. I helped you with no, that. No, now you're not using yeah. God's name as a comma. It's good. <laughs> all right. So what's our concern? The question is. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get for making fun of me earlier about my books. What? You're, how? How are you preaching eleven times? You only have eleven sermons worth in that notebook. Okay. There's I'm no put, way. I'm no doing way. All, I'm doing that. I'm doing all five books. That's how I'm doing it. You I don't do it all. Five I am. I, they said I got to be preaching for all that stuff, all those books for all these different. But things. in South Africa, they haven't even gotten your new books. Oh, they yet. got them all. They got them all. How do they get them all? They get UPS or something. No, I don't they know. Just, they only got note to sell because it was given away to Goodwill four years ago, and it finally made its okay, way yeah, down there. But now, now they got a taste, and they ordered all the new ones. Can we just get to the thing? All right. The concern that we've got is: Are we leading people to Christ or to some temporal experience or temporal, 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 temporal? Temporal, temporal sounds like sushi. Temporal. Tempura. All right. Oh, my. So, yes, uh, are we leading people to Christ or to a temporal experience? The reason, the reason we ask that question is, I, I think it's justified. Um, on the one hand, it, you know, when there, we're saying every year there are, uh, a, a, there's a number given from the teams that do evangelism. And every okay. year it's literally thousands of people. They say thousands of people have made a, have made a decision for Jesus. And, and the, the implication there is thousands of people are now Christians. Thousands of people who weren't Christians are now Christian. Thousands, 3,000, 4,000 people. Do you think that's why they say making decisions? I, I mean that. Yeah. Do you think that's why? Because someone at some point made what, like made the argument that you're making now. And they said, well, okay, because we're, unclear and unsure we're gonna say a thousands of people made decisions not necessarily a thousand people became christians yeah well i, mean, I think it's 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 fair just to, to say uh, especially from their theological perspective right well, you know, these people have made a decision for jesus um it's really not the way the new testament talks about things uh as, as i read it um it talks about people who were saved in mass or people who were converted yeah. or these people believed, right? I, 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 if, if the book of Acts can say, hey, 2,000 people believed, why can't we say, hey, we had this so many the question people then is, confess Christ? The question is, are they converted? Right. And so maybe maybe they're saying hey, they made a decision and and it's a way of saying, hey, they may or may not be converted. They're but, thinking but, through. But, but people are rejoicing in this as if these people are converted. That's 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 part of the concern. And so, so the issue is that people are receiving it as conversions when they're hearing the news rather than maybe receiving it as the word has been proclaimed. Some people have heard it. Some have in, and they're interacting with it. Yeah. And again, like, listen, I want to rejoice whenever people believe. I want, I, I, and I want to tell everybody, hey, listen, these people believe the gospel, and I think we can do that. I think we can give uh, an immediate response. Hey, listen, this person has come to believe in Christ. Of course, we are sometimes wrong. There are wheat and tares. There are people that, you know, like uh, parable of the sower. Uh, there, there, are, there are those times people receive the word with gladness and then fall away. So I, I still think we can say these people believed. Mike, but, yeah, okay, sorry. I just feel like we are the... Uh, uh, I think we're just, are we just being grumpy old men? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's, it's, but are we just being grumpy old men? Are we, we are, those Muppets? Are we those Muppets? We are those Muppets. We are grumpy old men, but that's not, that, that's not that relevant here because 
we have a track record in the SBC of doing evangelism and counting conversions in in a in a way that has led to an unhealthy denomination when it comes to membership, right? So, for example, and it's been this way for a long, long time. Uh, well, we I mean, you were here at the beginning, so how, 1845. How yes. So yeah it's, yeah, it's been like this since then. If it, no, no, not till not since the early to mid uh, 20th century. Okay. Anyway, um, we have the annual church profile, which I fill out for Redeemer every year. I fill out that whole annual church profile. It's a big thing. You got to put in how many Sunday school classes you have. You got to put in how many people come to your church. Now, Joe, when you say stuff. you fill it out, right? Right. Are you are you saying like almost like the royal? You know, like you know how the royal, the royal you. There's no, no royal you. Know how you. There's a royal. There's no, a royal we. Okay, so Deb fills it out. The point okay. is, <laughs> doesn't matter who fills it out. Yes. Doesn't matter who yes. fills it out. Yeah. When you said that, you looked at I'm me. Not, I'm not feeling that. Thing I, out. I was thinking to myself, "There's no way Joe's filling we this started, out." We started Redeemer, and Deb's like, "Do I need to? Do I need to fill this out?" Because she is, you know, she got a southern accent. And I was like, "No, don't worry about it. You don't have to fill that out. You don't have to." She's like, "They say we have to fill it out. I'm like, you don't have to fill it out. It's not a law. Nothing's gonna happen. Don't fill it out." But Deb fills it out every year. She's because she's just an awesome lady. She's our ministry assistant here, so she fills it out. And so now it's true that not everybody fills it out. Fewer people fill out the annual church profile than used to. Yeah. But the numbers are out there. Uh, we'll link to it in the show notes, um, so you you can look at it. But we've got 15 million members. 15. That makes us the largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. You know, 15, the news always talks about that. The news fifth, always talks oh, about look large, how large the the largest fifth Protestant denomination, team, and that's down. We we've been shrinking for the last over 10 years now. We've been shrinking each year. Uh, we used to have 16 point something million. Now we're like at 15 million. Wow. 15, 15 million. million. Pretty impressive. Members. That is really you know impressive. What? That's a, Wow. Why is it? Can that you imagine 15 million, just Southern Baptist, not all the other, just 50 million Southern Baptists worshiping together on the Lord's day. Wow. That's a big number. That, that's, that's powerful. Except they don't. What do you mean? You know, you know, you know what I mean. You mean the fact that we have 15 million members, but only 5 million in church on Sunday? 5 million. 5. That's less than 50%. So let me ask this question. That's a third. <laughs> yeah. So when it was at 16 point something though, right. was it, you know, 10 million in church, 14 million in no, church? No, it was 6 million. It was the same. Okay, so we're, we're pretty much on, so we're, we're on par. So we lost a million, but we didn't lose a million of the people that don't go to church. Right? I mean, it's, it's like we, everything decreased. So yeah. we're, we, have the, we have the same problem. We, 15 million members, that means that they're, these are, these are churches that have shared the gospel, yep. called somebody a believer, added them to the role, but they don't come to church. And, 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 and they, they, they would have been, been baptized. Re- they would have been baptized yep. to become a member at these Baptist churches, but they're, they're never in church. Not in church. And so it's, it's bloated membership roles. Yeah, and, and, what, and you see this in a lot of Southern Baptist churches. Most established traditional Southern Baptist churches, you go down south, especially it's this way, but it's, just, it's this way up north too with established Southern Baptist churches. They'll have... 500 members, but they'll have 200 on Sunday. They'll have 7,000 members, but they'll have 2,000 on Sunday. Mm. And it, some of that's because they're not clearing the role, right? People die, they move, they just keep them on the role. So yeah. some of it's that, but some of it is because of the way that we do evangelism and the way that, you know, we handle uh, these conversions or these apparent conversions. So then what's the, what, what's the matter though? Like what is the, actually the big deal when we're talking about? What's the significance that that uh, is at stake here when we're, we're yeah, yeah. why should we care, I guess? Well, I, I think, you know, I would say that um, church, right, church life, attendance on the Lord's Day in particular, uh, but church is essential to a healthy Christian faith. Church is essential to the Christian life. 
Um, it is absolutely essential to discipleship. You will not be a mature, growing Christian apart from the local church. Um, in, in general, I think that's true. And eh, going to church is the easiest, most basic and simple thing a Christian does that could be a sign of faith, right? Now, it's not necessarily a sign. Lots of people go to church that aren't Christians. But let's just go ahead and say um, that this is the this is the baseline. You're converted. You, you fellowship with other believers in a local church. And two-thirds of these people aren't doing that, apparently. Yeah. 15,000 members, 15 million members. Yeah. 5,000 in church on Sunday. No, 5 million. Five five, million. Uh, or five. Or just five. Just five people. Just five people. So yeah, five, five million. And so, you know, when we talk about this, this concern that we have, we think it's a legitimate concern. We're talking about what we think are some doctrines, right, that are out there yeah. that are feeding into this problem. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, I really want to hit something else that's really essential and significant and, and should matter to, uh, uh, to us, Joe, is the usefulness of my XP, especially as it relates to something like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this there there are things like okay, I'm going to call this out. All right, Am I, can I call us out, Joe? Call, call us out. I'm going to call us out. Uh, Redeemer is probably one of those churches that we don't have a bloated membership role, right? But we've not uh, had a good process of removing people from the role, right? People that have moved, relocated, you know, whatever, relocated, died. Like, I know. I didn't want to say moved on. Fiery. We've had very few, very, very few people in our 11 years say, hey, you know what? This is not a church for us. We had a few people do that. We had a few people. But very, very few. Most people have moved. But when they move on, we haven't cleared the role yet. That's it. And so it's really important to get a process in place for that. And so uh, one of the places that if you're looking for a process, uh, you could be heading on over to myxp.church. Tyler and Ryan, they're really good at systems, at management. Super good at this. Because it's not just about how do you get people in. But how do you adequately, uh, I guess, shepherd people right. as like they're moving out? Assimilation, too. Like a, a whole process of assimilation. They helped us with assimilation, Correct. which is like when, you, when, you, when people come into the front door of the church, what is the process that helps them move from a visitor to uh, you know, a, a member to a, a vital part of the congregation who's ministering, using his gifts, and so on and so forth? And now we need to know how to get them out the back door. Yeah, how, get, how do we get rid of some how of these people? How do we people? get rid of some of these people? <laughs> so... So yeah, I mean, myxp.church, uh, they can help you. You head on over there, you can uh, schedule your free initial connect. Right. Uh, and this is a ministry that is dedicated to helping pastors solve problems. So things like processes, procedures, membership roles, bookkeeping, yeah, budgeting, budget. expense management. I mean, these guys uh, are able to assist you. And so you want to head on over to myxp.church and find out more. Let me say something else, too. Right, go. Because you go ahead. Here's the thing with myxp. Um, the reason we joined Acts 29, or the reason I joined Acts 29, uh, when yeah, I, because the church is not. It's well, you. no, it is the church now. But back then, it was just me. It used to be the lead pastor joined the church, did not join. Now the churches? Now the, all the elders have to sign off. Yep. So, um, we joined Acts 29 because I needed to be around other pastors who shared the same perspective on the gospel and the Christian life and the mission of God and the mission of the church as I did. Correct. Who could help me in, especially as I'm as I'm as we're growing, and so. Um, now, I'm also a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, but to be honest, it's a lot harder to find people who are on the same exact page as I am in the SBC locally than it is A29 locally. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I joined A29. Um, a lot of you are in networks and conventions where you, maybe you don't have that kind of affinity, where you can get the kind of help that you need, uh, or maybe you're not in, you're, you're totally independent and you're not in anything. 
This is one of those resources where now you can plug into a couple of pastors who know these things well, and they can help you solve problems, not just the ones we're talking about, other problems. Think through them biblically, strategically, practically, and get going. You know what I'm going to say? Mm. Make my XP your XP. No. Yeah. You know what? It actually welcome, worked right Tyler. there. Yeah. It actually worked right yeah. there. Yeah, see that? that okay. Mm-hmm. But hold on. Your ex- When you say, like, my XP, that's me. I'm not going to be other people's XP. No, no. You can't make Jimmy your XP. No, 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 no. no. So make, make my XP the company. Okay, there you go. That's yeah, it. That's right. it. All right. So, what are these doctrines that um, that are really in play here as we're talking about uh, the concerns that we have around the, our evangelistic techniques in the SBC? Yeah, I mean, I think we're talking about easy believism, right? Right. Easy believism and decisionistic regeneration, right? Mm. These are these are probably the two things that uh, that lead people, that can lead people, and that oftentimes do lead people into a false sense of assurance, uh, a false sense of I'm okay with God, I'm at peace with God. So when we're talking about easy believism, we're talking about a kind of faith that doesn't really consider the cost of what yeah. it means to follow Jesus. Yep. Um, you know, how do they usually phrase it? This Once saved, always saved. Right, right. And now again, once saved, always saved, that can be good or bad, mm-hmm. right? Sort of like white privilege. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me good or bad. Like, no, no, not good or bad. Like white oh privilege goodness. is either... White, <laughs> how is it good, Joe? Okay, so Explain well, to well, me. it's good if you're white. Okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. No, so what I mean is I mean, like Joe, all I know is this. I, is, you keep throwing out these things. I mean, how how do you, you keep saying white privilege is good, white privilege is bad? I don't keep saying that. <laughs> I'm just asking you, like, how do I how do we even know white privilege even exists? You talk about it so much. How do we even know it exists? All right, what I'm saying is white privilege defined in one way is is an obvious uh, truism. White privilege is defined another way uh, could be debated or dismissed. Mm-hmm. And so once saved, always saved, yeah. right? It, this is um, something that is either obviously true. Obviously. If, if God saves a person, regenerates, converts, they are always saved. They're never going to lose that. But there's another way in which once saved, always saved, a la easy believism, mm-hmm. a la Akbar, a la- easy, easy <laughs> oh believism. <my> <laughs> Um, where it's like, and this is this gets back to the whole lordship salvation debate among the dispensationalists like John MacArthur and Zane Hodges and all these guys back in the 90s. So, um, you know, easy believism essentially promoted this idea like if if you believe in Jesus yeah, um, and then fall away and worship Satan or become an atheist, you're still going to heaven because once saved, always saved, yeah. you're still good. It's it, it's not a perseverance of the saint. It's not a preservation yes, yes. of the saint. It is um, it is a kind of faith that doesn't produce the fruit that the New Testament says will be evident in a true believer's life. So then when we're talking about then about decisionistic regeneration, right? Yeah. I, we're talking about uh, regeneration that that follows a, a decision, almost like, like the sinner's prayer. Yeah, that's right? yeah, that's exactly. Like, what, yeah. Say this prayer. Say these words. Repeat after me. If you mean it, if you mean it, it's all good. You're in. And of course, this is wholly unbiblical. We don't see anything like this in the scripture. Um, and it's certainly not wrong to pray when you are believing in Jesus. It's certainly not wrong to pray and to receive Christ. Right, as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of yep. God. Yep. So it's not wrong to do that. But to treat the sinner's prayer like it's some sort of a sacrament, like if you do this and mean it. You're good. You're at peace. I mean, I, I've seen evangelists in the 90s. I saw this. Uh, I saw Luis Palau do this, where he said, pray this prayer. Close your eyes. Pray this prayer with me. Uh, so he prays the prayer. People pray. Like, and he says, raise your hand if you prayed that prayer. All these people prayed that prayer. And he would say, if you prayed that prayer, 
your sins are forgiven. It's like, okay, so now the means of our forgiveness effectually or effectively becomes the fact that I sincerely prayed this prayer, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily a, a, a demonstration of faith. Anybody can be sincere in praying something like that and still not have faith. So that is... Uh, That's not to say that some people were not... Of course. ...regenerated. Absolutely. Many people are in the midst of praying a sinner's prayer, but it's not the sinner's prayer that seals the deal. That's it. Right? It is It is the regenerating work of God that would lead them to pray that prayer and actually mean it. That's right. It's not, I'm going to pray this prayer and mean it, and that's going to lead to my regeneration. You know, it's, 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 it's Acts 16, you know, how God opened Lydia's heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Um, you know, it's as many has been foreordained to eternal life, believed uh, the, the things that Paul preached in Acts 13. So all this to say that there, there are models of evangelism out there that lead people to make a decision for Jesus mm-hmm. without counting the cost. Yeah. And the concern that I have is that a lot of these decisions are not conversions. And part of why I think that way is because of our own numbers and stats that come from the annual church profile. Yeah, that, that the profile proves the point. I mean, look, it's like when, when these, when these, some, some of these churches um, will say that we had, you know, a, a thousand conversions this at our special evangelism event this weekend and like a thousand conversions, even when you're looking at the great revivals that have happened throughout history, local churches, I mean, that's a rare, rare thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was typically, we had 30 converts, yeah. 40 converts. And, and so now we're having like, oh, a thousand people came forward and prayed a prayer. I was at an event and, and I just don't know that much is happening. I was at a big evangelistic youth rally and they wanted like thousands of kids and they wanted me to be one of the guys up front counseling. So I said, sure. And, uh, of course the kids start coming forward for the, of course the, the theme of the message was friends don't let friends go to hell. Uh, anyway, what, so what, yeah, what, I know. I like it's up to me. So they were all, uh, coming forward. And so I got a guy, like first guy that came up to me, I said, all right, why'd you come forward? He said, I don't know. I said, all right. So, I mean, you, you heard the message. Um, why are you here? He, he's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I want to. I want to, I, I want to receive Jesus. I said, oh, that's great. That's great. So, and so I started walking through it. Like, do you understand like that you are a sinner? And this guy still had no clue as to why mm-hmm. he came for, even if I broke it all down for him. So we prayed, I gave him a Bible. I told him, you need to repent and believe in Christ. This is what you need to do. You can do that now. You can do that now. But once I laid it all out for him, he was like, eh, I don't really. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. I, it, it would just, it, it really wasn't, there, there wasn't anything significant happening to him in terms of the conversion of his soul. God might have been preparing him, mm-hmm. but ultimately... And maybe at some point... I hope that he did. Yeah. I hope that he did. And there are others were, 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 the, were the same way. So, I mean, is there a better way, though, Joe? Like, you know, I mean, this kind of crossover event, I understand why they do it, right? Like, I think we understand why, they, why these things happen. But, I mean, is there a better way of, of preaching and reaching out? I mean... I, yeah, and look, listen, um, you know, that old line by, I think it was Moody or Spurgeon, I forget, I like my way of doing evangelism better than your way of not doing evangelism, right? Oh, absolutely. God is going to use our screwed up presentations of the gospel, yes. my screwed up presentations, or anyone else's. He can use that. Um, but there are better ways to do it. And one, I think, is to um, to preach the gospel, right? Christ is the substitute for sinners. He lived and met uh, all of God's standards for us. He died and took all of God's punishment for us. He rose from the dead, giving life to all of us who believe. 
And so you preach that, that you are saved by the grace of God, the mercy and merits of Jesus, not by yourself. And the way that you receive that is through faith and repentance, not a prayer. You receive that through faith and repentance. You make this very, very clear to people. You help them to count the cost. I think that is a, a, a starting point. And perhaps that's the aim. And perhaps they're doing this. I'm not saying they're not doing this. I just have concerns over the numbers and the lack of growth of our convention. I have concern over the, the numbers and the lack of increased attendance at local churches. Yeah. Um, and like, the is discipleship of, happening? A lack of transformation among the people that are saying that they believe. So, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, a lack of, what did you say? Oh, lack of discipleship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and connecting to the community of faith. Right, the local church. Yeah. Like, that would be a really good thing to do. Is to do, and I'm sure they are they're attempting to do this, but we've got to do a much better job of making sure that every person that we talk to is connected to a church. Here's a local church. Contact them, uh, and maybe not just contact them. Give that local church the contact of this person. Say, hey, you just received Christ. Yeah. Can I get your contact information so I can have a local church follow up with you? That's it. Yeah, you know, that's that would, really that good. Would, that would be a good thing to do. So, but, I mean, are you are you hating on you know Chris Pratt and uh, the MTV award whatever he got? Uh, you didn't watch the video, did you? No. What was oh, he okay. talking about? Poop or something? You said? Yeah, you had poop in there. Yeah, you poop. poop. You didn't watch it? No, oh, I got okay. time to watch that stuff. Well, knowing what we were talking about, I'm I busy planning to... for your birthday. Oh gosh, well you didn't do anything for my birthday. Yeah, Stop it. You know. Anyways, okay, yep. Um, so why should a Calvinist care? Yeah, you see that Leighton Flowers, uh, our, our brother uh, Leighton Flowers, uh, traditionalist, uh, not a Calvinist, anti-Calvinist. Um, you know, Leighton, is, Leighton and those those traditions are kind of like they're kind of like atheists. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, I do not. You know what I mean? uh, nope, I'm not, not with you. I'm not with you. <laughs> not not in that they don't believe in God. Of course they do. They love My Jesus. My goodness, I can't they believe love you. Jesus. But what I mean is... I can't go there with you. A, to, to say I'm an atheist means you, you're defining yourself based on what you don't believe. Okay. And the traditionalists pretty much, if you read their statement of faith, they pretty much define themselves on what they don't believe. They don't believe Calvinism. Gotcha. So, but Leighton, Leighton is a brother, <laughs> and uh, we are excited to worship with him in eternity for heaven, uh, forever in heaven. Uh, when for he, heaven? Yeah, forever in heaven. I got yeah, a little conflated. You said conflated. You know, and what's going to be nice is is that um, heaven is going to be one long I told you so to Leighton. That's what I'm going to be doing. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Stop. I'm going to do that. You can't do that? Yeah. No, Why not? Oh, I told you. What are you going to tell him then? What are you going to tell him I'm then? Tell, he was wrong and I was right. How? How are you going to be able to look at... I'm just going to look him in the eye. Like, but how? But hey, remember? Why? Remember, what, remember okay, what you said? What, what's going to happen in heaven that's going to give you the 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 place or the, the ability I, to say that? I, because, I, because you know what? How? If he's there... Yeah, he's there. He's He'll be there. there, of course. Obviously. He's got a better chance of being there than me. Okay. okay. He's, he's there. I'll, You're there. All right. So in what way... Do you have some growling? like this? I told no, 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 you. But I just like that. That's how I'm gonna say it. But what do you? But what point was just proved that you were both when you're both there? Yeah. that you were right. I, I, I'm not understanding the point that you're saying. I told you so. Yeah, about. I told you. I said I. I told you like that. God is absolutely sovereign, and regeneration precedes faith, and He's gonna know so it. So you're gonna tell me at that? We're all gonna stand before God, and God's gonna say, "Hey, FYI, no, regeneration." We'll, no, we'll faith. all know. We'll just all know, and then I'll look at Him, and I'll be like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what's going to remember? 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 That's my eschatology. That's your eschatology. <laughs> your eschatology. If I told you so, yeah, is never forgetting. Never forget. Bob's forgetting. That's that. That's my. No, I'm just teasing. All right. So yeah, he actually. Well, of course, you're just teasing. No well, one. I, if I don't you. say it, somebody no one, somebody no will get all mad. Thinks, no, no one actually thinks that's real. People get mad. 
You right. would not. Why would you? Of course not. Of course. And listen, maybe Leighton will tell me. Like, I told you. I could be wrong. It's possible that I'm wrong. Absolutely, it's possible that I'm wrong. Um, all right, so Leighton was like, hey, Joe, why do you even care? I mean, if God has chosen who's going to be saved and who isn't going to be saved, why do you care? What's the harm? Just get people out there, and if they're going to get saved, they're going to get saved. And, uh, you know, fair, fair, fair question yep. uh, for, for him to ask. Um, so Jimmy and I were talking about it, and I think there are just a couple of things that we would say in response. Um, I care about false conversions, and I care about misrepresenting Jesus in the gospel yeah. and preaching an incorrect gospel. I care about these things because I am first and foremost, at least I should be first and foremost, concerned with the glory of God. Absolutely. And so uh, before I am concerned about a lost person getting into heaven, uh, I am concerned about God being glorified. That's my first thing. That's my chief end. That's what I want in all things. So I want God to be yeah. accurately represented. I want his excellencies to be proclaimed. And if we're getting this wrong, we are not doing that. Okay. He is not being made known. So that's that's one thing. I think another one is uh, God uses the means to accomplish his purpose. Right, right. So, so go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. If, if we're saying that, um, well, God has an elect and he's going to save those elect. Yes, but he uses means to accomplish that end. And he uses the preaching of the gospel indiscriminately yes. by his people uh, to do that. And if we are not preaching the gospel... If we are if we are, we are preaching inaccurately, uh, then in that instance they are not likely to be saved until they hear it preached properly. Correct. Um, so that I mean that that's a concern. And again, listen, when I say that God uses means to accomplish His end, He uses all means to accomplish His end. And so uh, let me just put it this way: if, if we believe that God is absolutely sovereign, okay, over the wicked uh, actions of evil men and over the good actions of righteous men, yeah, okay. Um, that doesn't mean that uh, people aren't um, held responsible for the bad things that they do. So, I mean, like God says, I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans to come in and to take care of Judah. And then he says, and then I'm going to punish Judah for what they did. I'm going to punish the Chaldeans for what yeah. they did. So, yeah, it's like when somebody says, well, like, okay, if I stub my toe because I was running through the house and I'm like, oh, gosh, dang it, I stubbed my toe. And like, well, I guess God wanted you to stub your toe. I'm like, okay, well, sure, but also, uh, I I shouldn't be running through the house when it's mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. I mean, like, I, there's a, there's a responsibility on me here. So I I'm just I'm, I'm I'm I I find it hard to believe that somebody can't understand that that as a Calvinist that we and non-Calvinists should all be concerned about the glory of God and the means used to accomplish salvation. Maybe the outcome is somewhat different mm-hmm. uh, in some degree, but I, I certainly we should all care because if. If I'm preaching a false gospel, or if I'm preaching a gospel that confuses rather than converts, um, and people are not converted, I bear some responsibility for that miscommunication. Oh, absolutely! I mean, we're going to be held accountable for for what we do, what we do, what we say, and what we don't say. So, I think when we're talking about ultimately, our problem is not with crossover. Um, our, our our concern is that we are churches that would be preaching the gospel clearly winsomely mm-hmm. um, and calling for the appropriate response which is not a mere decision which is not just a um, uh, a a response a positive affirmation of yeah. these truths but a call to faith a, a call to believe prayer can be a part of that absolutely but I think that we have a record of confusing a conversion with a decision and they're I agree. not quite the same thing 
Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or you can hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content, yeah, you know, twice a year. Later. <laughs>